Welcome to Little Humans Big Feelings. I'm Jillian O'Brien, licensed professional counselor, having worked in private practice with adolescents and teenagers, currently working in an elementary school with kids ranging in age from 5 to 11, also a mom to a preschooler. I'm here to help you navigate the big feelings of your toddlers to your teens and everything in between. So whether you're a parent, grandparent, teacher, caregiver, welcome. Let's chat. Welcome back. How did your challenge from last episode go? Were you able to practice some calming skills for yourself? Send me a message on Instagram and let me know how it went or if you have any other questions. This episode is going to be all about separation anxiety, specifically focusing on toddlers up to elementary age children. Next episode, we'll dive deeper into anxiety overall. By the end of this episode, you'll have a better understanding of what separation anxiety is and what it isn't. You'll be able to identify warning signs, have ways to help lessen the anxiety, and determine if more help is needed for your child. So let's get talking. What is separation anxiety? Separation anxiety differs from normal clinginess. Children with separation anxiety can't think about anything but the present fear of separation. They may have nightmares or regular physical complaints. They may be reluctant to go to school or other places. They may need to know all the details regarding where the caregiver is going, when they'll return, and they'll ask many questions surrounding this fear. But is separation anxiety normal? First of all, normal is not a term I prefer to use. Every child is different and what is normal for them may not be for somebody else. However, to some degree, worrying about being separated from a caregiver is typical for certain ages. Just like anger, when the symptoms become too big to be able to concentrate on anything but the anxiety, then it is not typical. Our beloved toddlers, preschoolers, elementary age kiddos, this is the age we hear about separation anxiety the most. We have books to help, like The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. There are mama and me bracelets to help your young one to feel more connected to you throughout the day. And these are wonderful resources. However, if separation anxiety has become atypical, then more than these resources will be needed. A child who is showing signs of age-appropriate separation distress will be very upset clingy, crying when being dropped off to daycare, the sitters, preschool, school, the bus stop, or even grandma's house. Once the parent and caregiver is gone, though, the child will settle relatively quickly and be able to focus on the daily tasks without the parent. What does it look like when separation anxiety in toddlers and preschoolers becomes a problem? Children with separation anxiety refuse to be separated from their preferred caregiver for any amount of time. This can look like refusing to sleep alone, worry about the caregiver when they are separated from them, even just out of sight, repeated nightmares specifically with a theme of separation. For example, a young child that I worked with a while ago suffered from nightmares where the caregiver and the child would be on a boat in every dream. Somehow they got separated in every dream. The boat could get caught in a storm 
or the boat broke in half and each of them were on different sides of the boat. Sometimes one was on an island and one was on the boat. These themes within the dreams can look different for each child. But if we're seeing these themes within nightmares, then we can start working on relaxation before bedtime, things like that to kind of help ease them into that bedtime routine. Triggers for separation anxiety can include a change in routine, life stressors such as moving houses, the loss of a loved one through death or distance, losing a pet, changing schools or sitters, a change in their bedroom or atmosphere at the home, or even the divorce of their parents. There doesn't have to be a big trigger for a child to have this anxiety. But if there is, it's helpful for us to understand where it may be coming from. So how can you, grown humans, help our little humans? Keep things as consistent as possible within a routine. And when a change in routine is happening, talk it through and prepare your little human for the change. When dropping off at different places, make the transition short, sweet, and very consistent each day. Routine could be, we hang up your bag, we give one hug and one kiss, we say, love you to the moon, and we hand off to the daycare teacher. No matter if they cry, kick, scream, whatever, let the caregiver of the moment, daycare teacher, take care of them and console them. The more that others console and care for them, the more they're going to see that it isn't just mom or dad that can do that for them. Always validate feelings. When talking about a change in routine or getting ready for drop-off, you can say, I know it feels scary when I'm not with you. You can just remember that I love you no matter where we are. Always follow through with things that you say, such as one more hug means one more hug, not three more hugs. If we're staying consistent in this, they start to understand that what we're saying about the change of routine or what we're saying about when we'll be back or when we're going to see each other again is true. It also helps consistency-wise with your patience. Patience is so important. The more stressed you become, the worse their anxiety gets. So if you're saying one more hug and then you're allowing three more hugs, every hug you're getting a little more stressed. And every time you're getting a little more stressed, their anxiety goes up and up and up. So those hugs aren't helping anymore. So make sure we stay consistent and we stay patient. So when do you need to enlist more help? If you're consistently trying all of these things and keeping your patients in anxiety in check, but things aren't getting any better, they're getting worse, it's okay to seek help for your little one. Play therapists, wonderful resources. Also, if you notice that your anxiety is playing a role in this situation, then maybe help for yourself or as a family is an option. There's no wrong time to get help. You know, I don't have a challenge for you this week. I just want you to keep rocking it as caregivers to our little humans out there. And remember, follow Little Humans Big Feelings on Instagram. Links in the show notes for you. If you have any questions about anger or separation anxiety or little humans or grown humans, 
message us there. I'll answer those questions in our monthly What's on the Minds of Grown Humans segment. And to all the grown humans taking care of little humans out there, just remember that you're doing your best and you are doing great. I'm Jillian O'Brien. Thanks for listening. Let's chat again next week.